Hello, and welcome to PlayStation Unchained 173. We are, of course, the podcast of PlayStationUniverse.com. Um, I am your host, Neil Bolt, as ever, and I am also, as ever, joined by the wonderful, the sublime, the Mr. Ben Shellaber Hall. How are you doing, Ben? I'm not too bad, thank you. And how are you today? I'm fine. Yeah, when I build you up as being wonderful and sublime, you should probably be better than just fine. It's like... Well, it's the heat. The, the fine's better than what I've been the last few days. Oh man, the heat's so much better. It was terrible. The beginning of the week here was just beyond a joke. It was like we were like the hottest part of the country. <laughs> like, oh, I was sat here going, oh, I want ice. I just want to sit in a tub of ice. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite. The, I hate the sun. So it's been nice the last couple of days. It's been quite overcast and cool and windy and. Oh no, we've still had heat. We've had a bit of wind though, so it's not too bad. Like the last, you know, it was, but it's still not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like today, I managed to do gardening, went up into a tree, almost fell out of the tree. Wow. And that was fun. Yeah, that was a... Stupid tree! (laughs) I went to move from one tree to the other, and, you know, my parkour isn't what it was. (laughs) (laughs) You did level up your parkour skill recently, I guess. Like... I didn't hold R2. That's it. I went to, I went, I started to slide off the tree and spin round and I would have like fallen flat on my back like that. And I just managed to grab onto it sloth like <laughs> because it just, <laughs> it tore the crap out of my legs and arms. Mm. It's just like, but I was more impressed with the fact that I managed to just quickly react to stay on. <laughs> but Nathan, Nathan Drake is a, a lie because, you know, he can get thrown around by explosions and not have a scratch on him. I just lightly fell around a tree trunk and <laughs> my arms and legs are just raw with scratches. Uh, You're just not as sexy as him, that's why. That's it, but I exist, so, you know. Yeah, he's, a real, he's a real boy! <laughs> <laughs> so he tells us. <laughs> and that slightly cynical voice you hear is, of course, the man who hates all video games. It's Gary Bagdasarov. I also hate just so you know. <laughs> it's not just video game. <laughs> How are you doing, Gary? I'm I'm alright, man. I'm alright. Question though, do you guys not have like air conditioning? No. no, no. It's just been um, a a point of practice this week on Twitter where Americans have been sort of poking fun at Brits going, oh, you know, heat and thirty degrees, and it's like, yeah. The reason is these houses in, in this country are built. For cold weather and always have been and that weather's pattern has shifted over the years and most of the year not a problem weather's shit so you don't really get that problem but you like you get a couple of weeks maybe at the most in the year where it is insanely hot and you just don't have the place to deal with it even here down on the coast where it's you can get a breeze we didn't even get that this week and that's mad because this place is just constantly windy and yeah, it, it's just stifling. It is. Now I know what the heat thing is all about for you guys. Yeah, yeah. it reminds me of this week. Reminded me of like going to, to uh, Toronto, and you know, I thinking, oh, to be in Vegas. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, went to Toronto a few years ago, and that you know, went there thinking, oh, the weather would be all right, you know, normal for like that. It was forty degrees. Yeah, <laughs> it's like forty degrees <laughs> heat. heat. It was like walking into a microwave every time you went outside. Just like air conditioning was blessed. <laughs> so at that point. It's just so different to think that, and you just you notice it less because of that. Because everywhere you go that's indoors, it's like, oh, 
It's just nice. Like when I, I was I... in Vegas, everywhere has like cover, so it yeah. you weren't in the sun really. You you know, you were always unless you were an idiot like I was the first day and walking. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I did last week in Weymouth, where I was just like, oh, I'll be fine. Oh, if I catch the sun, I catch the sun. And it's like, just my nose looked, made me look like an alcoholic. <laughs> just, <laughs> just red. Arms all red and burned. And now this week, they're all red and scratched to shit. So it's uh, progress. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here to talk about video games and video game related things, mainly PlayStation ones, it, it turns out. Um, of course, now we're, we are well off the E3 trail and into the monotony of not having many rumors, more facts about games. Facts are boring because, you know, you can't speculate so much on facts. But, hey, the odd things have, uh, do crop up and, hey, we're going to talk about those first. Um, let's start with a rock star rumor. Um Alain Noir is apparently being remastered for PS4, potentially with PS4 VR support, which is interesting, to say the least. I mean, Christ, seeing those faces in VR would be uh, frightening, to say the least. Um, I think it's sources at WWG, they're planning to remaster it for not only the PlayStation 4, but also the PC, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. Um, game is six years old now, so, you know, Sure, why not? Um, Had Rockstar needs more money. Yeah, you know, it's uh, (laughs) (laughs) and they're not pissing on the dreams of modders and making PC fans generally upset by not releasing games like Red Dead on it. Um, They do like to have money. Yeah. Um, The insider that leaked this uh, also correctly outed the Lost and the Damned DLC for GTA 4 in the past, so Lends a little bit of credence. Um, and it is an outside game with Rockstar Concern because it was made by Team Bondi, or you know, God rest their soul. Um, so, yeah, it is entirely possible that they'd try and update it, make it a bit more in keeping with what they've got going on now. And, again, something to experiment with the tech they're using for Red Dead, I imagine, to sort of refine it. So, hey, why not? Yeah, it's... Uh, a good way to do that. They've done that with stuff like uh, Rockstar Table Tennis in the past, and even Max Payne 3 to a degree, using parts of those games to test out the tech they've got. So, yeah, it's an easy way of doing it, perhaps, especially facial animations, which, you know, at the time were impressive, if if a bit creepy. Um, I'd welcome it. I didn't love the game, I must say. It's probably one of the weaker Rockstar games for me, personally. But uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to have a chance to revisit it. So, um, Gary, what do you reckon? You, you welcome the idea of that? I mean, in VR as well. Oh hell yeah! I I really enjoyed La Noir. I thought it was a great game, um, though very um, lax in content. Um, other than that, I thought it was great. I loved the, the mystery thing. It was a very great change of pace and doing that kind of game in VR, I think would be pretty freaking amazing to actually be that detective now. Um, I'm all for it. Yeah. And I think it would be nice in that regard. And if they if it wasn't a straight remaster, if they were just testing something for VR like that, because 
the stuff that made it weak for me was the open world bits. I think they could have made that a very more a much more constrained game, and it would have been better for it because the version of LA they came out with, compared to say Los Santos, it was very empty and just didn't have yeah, that life empty. life to it. There's really nothing to do in that city at all. That's it, and it just didn't feel you know busy in the way say that GTA 4's Liberty City felt busy three years before it. It's, or even say Max Payne's you know, smaller arenas, if it were, they felt more alive and pulsing in that regard. And it, that, yeah, for me, that was the main thing. You know, the story was cool, and uh, like the facial animation was uh, just enough, fascinating enough to keep looking at. And the whole interrogation technique was a cool idea. But just so much bad blood ended up coming out of that. You know, with Team Bondi having to dissolve and yeah. Yeah, maybe they can do right by it this time, Rockstar. We'll see. Um, it's it's yeah. definitely interesting that they would decide to do it because if if a franchise fails for them in any way, then they just don't care to revive it anymore. So to yeah, me, it's they're, they're ruthless <laughs> in that yeah, regard. To to even give it a second chance, essentially, it's going to be a new game. Then, like, if you're going to do it all VR and stuff. It's essentially a new game, which I think is pretty crazy. Yeah, like I said, if they, if I, if it is what I believe, which is that they are using it to just play with ideas, then yeah, including VR. And it's like for for the it'll be that for the sake of other games, and it's probably the game they care the least about because it's not really their work, and no one's going to be there now that actually worked on it to do anything new with it. So yeah, yeah, why not sacrifice it to the sacrificial, make it the sacrificial lamb for testing VR for Rockstar, which, you know, for that company, we make you know, great, believable worlds. That would be a cool place to start you know, testing that out. Ben, you're not a Rockstar fan. Sorry, I zoned out as soon as you said Rockstar and then talked about <laughs> video games. But would you like a VR detective crime thriller? Yeah, sounds something that someone would want to buy. Yeah. Do you think you'd be able to read their faces better in VR and tell if they're lying or not? That's the question. That, probably, but I have trouble with that in real life, so no. I wonder if you could just reach across the VR to the table in VR and just poke them in the face to see how they react. And say, <laughs> say, did you do it? Huh? Did you do it? <laughs> I would, I'd, 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 I'd buy it then. That was a feature I would buy that game. <laughs> just heavy interrogation. Just like beat them up. <laughs> I'd sit there with a piece of cake going, you hungry? You hungry? You hungry? Uh, <laughs> oh, it would be the best game ever. It could well be. I could be good cop, bad cop, but as the only cop there. <laughs> Two-Face style. Two-Face style. Uh, dear. Um, let's see, what else have we got? Well, Sony might release a ps5 which is not at all shocking i suppose but um the only doubt i suppose we've had on this in the past is that you know that the future could be all digital i mean if you believe many uh pc fans last generation they told you this generation consoles will die so looking at uh, the fact that between the two consoles they probably sold close to 100 million and Switch is there as well. Yeah, yeah, I think consoles are pretty much still alive. So 
a PlayStation 5 at this point seems very likely. And yeah, Sean Layden has pretty much confirmed that will be the case. Uh, it. Uh, the other thing, of course, we had was that they might just do an iteration process uh, like uh, the Scorpio and the PS4 Pro where they just keep doing slightly better versions of what they're doing. But no, no, Sean Layden has pretty much rubbished that and said, no, we will, the next console we make will be a proper console. And the rumours are, of course, now that will be likely 2019, 2020, which is just about the right sort of time, really, because given the last generation was, what, 2006 to 2013, that gives a good seven years, not bad. You know, I'd say that's a fair, a fair run. We are just getting into the the thick part of that run now where we're getting lots of good games coming so yeah we, it makes sense that one would be on the way um i don't know if any of you have anything to say about it but i'm shocked shocked You're i shocked. tell you okay not very shocked <laughs> uh ps5 uh, uh it will surely exist and i will spend money to buy it and then i'll have one and it will be a console that plays video games hopefully yeah that's it um, and maybe Fantasy 14 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it ties into a discussion about you know having a, a more powerful system you know, we had this with uh, Microsoft's console as well but I wanted to bring this point up when we were talking about this um a lot of talk we get about that now is about oh how good the games have to look and how but rushing to get better and better graphics I think is to the detriment of what PC gaming is and they're the you know the, the forefront of you know ever evolving ever changing but gameplay wise the invention doesn't come from the games that look more powerful or use more processing power anymore and that used to be the standard bearer of it it's like it wasn't just that your games now look better same with consoles it was that you could do more there was more to it there's like things you couldn't have possibly done on the console before and i think we've lost that in the last generation or so because it's just you know everything's stuck on a level and just like okay we can make this look as good but ideas wise don't want to risk it business is too big and yeah, hence why all the smaller games now and the games that don't take all that grunt are the ones really pushing it. Even this gen, I mean, the, the stranger ones I would say here, I, I could say, without, I can't vouch for it myself, but stuff like uh, Gary, you'll probably tell me on this one, like Nero Automata isn't a high end game in a lot of ways, but it's what it does with its gameplay and with its story does things differently. That you should, and that's what we should be aiming for. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. I mean, well, if you're coming to just simply graphics, like, like you just said, it really doesn't matter as much anymore because if you look at a game like Ratchet and Clank, for example, it's not a powerhouse, but it's absolutely gorgeous to look at because of its art mm. style. I mean, you look at—I hate to bring it up again—but with Nintendo, none of their consoles have been powerhouses, but yet their games always look phenomenal graphically because the art style they use um it it just sure you have games that look fantastic like 
you know, Anthem looked phenomenal graphically. You know, uh, Assassin's Creed always looks really good. But it just, it doesn't look good in motion, I guess I could say. Like, at least to the point where, um, how, how can I put this? I'm trying to find the hard, uh, hard words to find here. Um, I, I guess, in yeah. general, the whole package isn't, like, fantastic. I mean, even like you, you, we talked about Ellie Noir just a little bit ago. Fantastic looking game graphically, but it doesn't have the gameplay mechanics that you'd probably want. Yeah, and it's you know the game world hasn't got any love to it beyond set piece bits, and but it looks gorgeous. Yeah, you know? this is it. It's an empty, gorgeous game. I mean, for me, this generation, my favorite game runs pretty much the same on PS3 as it does on PS4 in terms of graphics. And that's Persona 5. It, it's just stylish. It's not going for grunt. And that's... And Persona 5 isn't the greatest looking game. No. I mean, it just uses... It, it, is what makes it fantastic. That's it. It uses style, its art style to hide its limitations, which you know has always been the best way to handle that. A good art style is often better than going full tilt mega graphics. You know, it's like, like we saw with Anthem. Yes, it looks gorgeous. You know, it, no doubt it should. It was running on what PC tech, you know, high end PC. But looking at it, everything about it reminded you of other games. It's like you could say, oh, that looks a bit Titanfall. There's a bit of Mass Effect. There's a bit of Avatar. It's just like there was no invention to it there was nothing about it that went wow this genuine genuinely looks like something new and fresh and exciting i like that there's it's harder to do obviously because games are at a point where a lot of this stuff has been done before but also it's because the business has become so big that companies aren't willing to allow their developers to push the boat out on bigger titles and try different things and possibly this is why we get the resurgence from japan now where you're getting a lot more invented titles of a certain grade coming over here again and being so impressive and doing well because of that. Yeah, even future games coming out, like Nino Kune 2. That yeah. game is a graphical powerhouse, but it looks like a Studio Chibi movie, and it's yeah. gorgeous. You know, Dragon Quest Eleven, same thing. It's coming out on the Switch, so you know it's not a powerful graphic house to run on you know, an Xbox One X, for example, but its style is what makes it work. Yeah, I think the there's Xbox a comment. Hugs on... and kisses, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was like you can go for photorealistic graphics, right? And that's all well and good, but at the end of the day, it's still a game. It's still animated. It's not going to be photorealistic because it's just. There will always be something to it that won't quite reach that level. No matter how far we get with tech, it, it, you're going to have that thing that separates it from looking really, you know, truly real because it just can't. You just cannot get that detail in without spending way too many man hours, way too much money to even come within an inch of it. And that's where the race doesn't need to be. The, and I think that oh, I think what we didn't say with every week, with that with Microsoft is 
that's where they're missing the point of it. It's like, and it always has been their case. It's like they're going for what, how good a game looks, um, how slick it looks, how slick it plays, rather than does it do anything interesting. And you think of any any game since Halo, right? I know people always cite Halo as a, you know, like it mod- it made console shooters what they are. I, I would laugh and say Goldeneye or, or even Time Splitters. <laughs> it's like, we're, well, we're both. to be fair, though, I'd say Goldeneye made first person shooters what they are, and then Halo made the multiplayer what it is. Mm. I'd, I'd say even Quake 2 on PS1 did a damn good job of putting multiplayer shooter on true, a console. True. And that was before Halo as well. I just think it was the first one that was... Remember when Halo used to be Macintosh exclusive? I remember. (laughs) Imagine. Imagine. These days. But yeah, it's... And yeah, since then, any of the exclusives have just not felt very inventive. They've just been like, yeah, okay, this is just another of those things. Even the most inventive of their franchises that have crossed the border occasionally in dead rising you know that it's become very much the formulaic shadow of what it was and it's obviously where playstation is doing well again this year this this generation is that it is embracing that japanese side it has and getting that wild type of game that shows that invention and the indies as well at the beginning of the ps4 run that showed lots of different things and uh, great games that yeah okay not everyone loves indie games and sure there are people that tell you that uh, but there were plenty of great games for anyone who cared to play them and enjoy them that did stuff that even with stuff that looked very familiar it, it, they still tr- messed around with convention you, know, you see something like Rogue Legacy we've been talking about this week where oh it's just like a Metroidvania-esque platformer but then they add in the whole way of they doing it with the permadeath for each character and going on and on it's like it's neat a neat little thing and a great gameplay loop you just don't find in most things we shall see we shall see what happens with that but yeah it, it bugs me a bit that's, that's uh other than that not shocking ps5 will be happening hopefully sony keep that idea going of just you know games more than anything you know it's like it's good to have grunt behind your system but first and foremost make sure the games are good and varied um let's go on to something else so but they have 22 constant exclusives um talking of a lack of invention or originality um activision <laughs> um. <laughs> oh yeah yeah actually no, before we move on to that just going back to that ubisoft are the strangest company in that regard that they use a lot of the same assets and ideas for their core mechanics of games which is you no know, laughable like even assassin's creed origins has the same radar pointer when yeah. someone's due as <laughs> modern games do like those recon wildlands but on the other end of the scale, they're the ones doing things that make their rounded video games seem un, you know, a bit more fantastical now. I mean, you look in the Origins trailer, there was that fucking monster in it, for Christ's sake. It's like, then you look at the crew too, where they have that really cool effect of uh, 
flipping the world over like a book almost to get you know transition between one vehicle to the other in that trailer and that was like that was cool like that, that having a a pvp pirate game beyond good and evil 2 looking like it's going to go all open no man's sky-esque ambition it's like as much as they use the same formula again and again for all that stuff they at least are trying ideas within that so uh, i don't know i think they're improving as a company in a lot of ways and but they just need to sort of jump off that gameplay loop they've got going. All right. Anyway, yes, back to Activision. You remember, of course, last year that everyone was excited who cared about Call of Duty that Modern Warfare was getting remastered. And then they were less excited when they found out that it was being tied to uh, Infinite Warfare, like some sort of prisoner of war. And then... Of course, Activision all along saying, no, you know, it's never going to be sold on its own. We're never going to do that. It has to be part of this package. It's the only way you're ever going to be able to buy it. Oh, look, a surprise this week. In fact, this coming Tuesday, you'll be able to buy Modern Warfare Remastered on its own. Just not even a, not even a year later, would you believe? And <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, and being Activision, we knew this had happened. But, I mean, the upside is they can't really pull this shit again and get away with it because people were like, yeah, you said that last time. It's like, clearly, you can't sell us a game like that. I mean, they don't have to this year because they've got a Call of Duty that people like the idea of. But, uh, of course, Activision's, you know, <clears throat> goodwill isn't as quite as uh, generous as it could be. As uh, The game will be... a uh, $40 and unsurprisingly the DLC maps aren't included so you have to pay for those DLC maps separately for a game that came out 10 years ago and you probably already bought those maps once bit silly also aren't the DLC maps more expensive than they were originally yep oh, yeah, I thought I remember that <laughs> so, I mean <laughs> You're yes, paying right. that next-gen tax, even though it's, it's current-gen. That's just, again, an Activision thing in general. Their DLC is just obnoxiously expensive. I'm worried about the Crash Bandicoot supposed DLC. Well, yeah, if that's really a thing. I, for once, See, I want to give the benefit of the doubt and say it's not. But I don't even yeah. mind if it is DLC, as long as it's priced well. Because they did, from what I can tell, it's from levels that they never finished. Okay, but if that's the case, and you're already remaking a game that's yeah. 21 years old, uh, plus or under yeah. in the other cases, you might as well have that in there anyway, because you're remaking the game. You can remake it any way you choose. True. Put that in. Put it in. You know, that's but it. I don't but, mind if they charge like two quid or something like that. Yeah, something stupid. Yeah, you know, for the I effort just, for I think doing for that, all the for, assets. For a platformer, no. I, I think anything that if they were planning on doing it, it needs to be in the game. That's it. And on this one, but at the same just, time, I, as much as I don't mind a couple of quid, I don't expect it to be a couple of quid if it is real. Yeah, I would. <laughs> it would be nice for once if they just happened to be bonus stuff that are in the game. It would be nice, but it's yeah, it's not going to be. And it's a thing that it's probably the thing that irritates me the most about that, that Activision as a company is that. 
it's like you can make solid games that everybody likes to play together but it's the fact that you price people out in different ways and it's just with i mean the destiny nonsense was one of those examples where it's like we've talked about it so many times on here that you know the dlc pricing was stupidly high for very little and it's always been the case of call of duty and I can't, and Overwatch, of course, has its loot boxes, and yeah, there's always a, a something. I know they're not the only company to do it, but they're the only company that seems to just make a lot of their bank because of it. But hey, um, anyone else have anything to say on the COD 4 situation, Gary? Um, we're getting two Call of Duty games in one year now. That's not good. <laughs> Again, for the second year running. <laughs> Oh, but it's just, it's, yeah, it's thirty nine ninety nine. The game should be like $10 at this point. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's a remaster. It's 10 years old. Um, it's the $19.99 would have been the price, but $39.99, that's, and the sad thing is people are going to buy the shit out of it. Yeah. This and company, they, by the way, is the same one that put Marvel Ultimate Alliance, a game you could get for a fiver up for 40 quid. Each. Oh my god. So yeah. Full price. Yeah, they were full price. Full price for games that were at best only ever worth a tenner. It's you know, it's you know it would be cool if they made it twenty dollars but then you got five dollars off the Call of Duty World War Twos. Hmm. Yeah, but you know they wouldn't they'd make it for they make it more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, Buy modern warfare, get ten five dollars added to the total get, of the world. Get five pounds forget five pounds off the season pass for war, world world war two. No, five uh, pounds include it, increased. You buy <laughs> they know you can spend money so they increase the cost of it. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, the, the sad thing is this is probably gonna be a trend for them. And yeah. You know they're gonna start releasing the rest of them on PS4 and Xbox One. It's that's that's what the really sad thing here is. It's I not gonna be it's starting I to become be surprised if it, within a month before World War Two comes out, World at War is gonna be included with it. Um, I think like I said, it's probably less needed because they haven't got they I think with Infinite Warfare they knew people wouldn't care as much. They knew it, and they were like, okay, well, we've got to do something, so we'll add that this year. And it worked. You know, okay, Infinite Warfare just didn't sell as much as the other CODs, but it still sold more than most games. <laughs> I think, and, you know, the, the bundle clearly sold a fair bit because, you know, it was doing all right as COD. So who knows? But I don't know. I think it's not their number one priority anymore, Call of Duty, not in the same way it Trends like this make me think, yeah, you, you don't want it. It's your big guy. Because they've got Overwatch, they've got World of Warcraft, they've got Destiny. Those things could... Uh, if one of their franchises fails, the other one can pull it, pull up their socks and sell more stuff somehow. Uh, this is it. They're, they're in a very comfortable position, but they're not through the good, their goodwill. Let's put it that way. Oh, there's me. I, I will say no more on the matter because Christ, if there's a company I could talk about all day, it's Activision. Um, let's see. Finally, um, talking about uh, unwise decisions and such uh, from big companies, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite 
um, we've had a lot of talk, of course, about what is and isn't in the roster that isn't actually official yet, but you know, is official because everyone's seen it. Um, it was an interview with Games Industry Biz by with uh, Marvel Games is uh, Jay Ong, who was asked obviously about the, the obvious question of, hey, so what's going on with X Men and Fantastic Four? Is there a problem with the licensing? You know, is that a reason why you can't have it in yet? It's like, and of course he said no comment. We can't tell you, and it, the roster isn't official yet, like that. And so we got no answer there. But he did mention that. Uh, they're going for the games as service model for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and that the roster could be updated for years. So, good in a way, in the sense that there's more chance now that you'll get X Men and Fantastic Four characters at some point, because if there is a problem, they can work out in time. Bad in the sense of, can you imagine the price? They already charge about five for each character now already. So, yeah, that's. That game could end up costing hundreds of pounds to fully get everything <laughs> when the time comes around. And but again, on the plus side, if they let the fans in on the idea of voting for who they want in and getting any kind of character in there from Capcom and Marvel, that could be amazing. Now I'm going to ask you guys who your dream one is in either side uh, to have in. Uh, I would say, like I said jokingly before we started but also kind of won it i want a velociraptor from dino crisis because why not and yeah i wouldn't mind if we're going marvel there's so many there black bolt for me would be cool um gary what about you <laughs> um Who, who's rogue. your number one marvel pick if you if you could have rogue, rogue. yeah oh actually yeah gambit should have mentioned gambit i'm oh, doing great <laughs> or venom <laughs> All right. Uh, now, Rogue for me um, uh, on the Marvel side, on the Capcom side. Oh boy, Asura from Asura's Wrath. Ooh, yeah, Man. that's a nice pick. Yeah, I like that. What about you, Ben? What Capcom character would you love to see? Uh, I had someone just uh Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean it, it's Disney. That's a, that's a smart move. <laughs> I mean, Capcom, Capcom published the, uh... DuckTales Remastered. Yeah, and also had the Disney Afternoon Collection, which had the original version. So yeah. they're working with Disney on that front. So, <laughs> yeah, why not? Scrooge McDuck, man, against Howard the Duck. It'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd go with Marvel with Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Yeah, that's a good pick. Her ultimate could be a load of squirrels. It's a terrible <laughs> thing, man. It could get. <laughs> So yeah, I was looking at all yeah. the all the different Capcom games, and we could have a sound from Power Stone. We could yeah. have a block from Super Puzzle Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get the chibi characters in! That'd be great. <laughs> oh, the guy from Captain Commando. Oh, cry me. Surprise, you know, someone from Resi 7. That'd be good. Yeah. See, I want to go with the one. Get Marguerite Baker. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining the idea of Marguerite Baker from Resi 7 in a full insectile form. That would just be a something. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that, that's getting an M rating right away. <laughs> that's not very Disney. 
<laughs> Aim for her weak spot. <laughs> God, Jesus. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't even want to think of the special move for her either. Oh man. Oh, I did. NC seventeen. Uh, we'll move on to talking about the games we played in a minute but I suppose we should uh, catch up on the uh, review score game we we had a double dose still to deal with last week because uh, Cast 3 had only been reviewed by one person at that point it's been reviewed by whole three outlets now which is amazing Um, surprisingly positive yeah, but uh, with two eights and a six point five, so we came to an average of seventy five. Um, so just to recap, Tim guessed sixty on fifty five. He was out. Uh, myself sixty two. But the winner, by uh, I said thirteen points out. He was twelve points out. With eighty seven was Ben. Yes. And last last week was next Markena, which uh, you know. I reviewed this week, and blimey, O'Reilly, it's a bloody good game. Let's just say, easily one of the best games of the year for me. And I may not have rated it that high, but I thought that you know, everyone else would be sad sacks about it in the general press. But they weren't. Big pull of Gary. <laughs> hey, what did I do? <laughs> you played um, video games. The score was... 87 yes 87 on playstation which is yeah up there you know but the best of them this year um ben had 62 so he was wrong gary yeah, had 70 oh i had 74 so i was wrong gary had 77 so he was wrong so the winner his first win was tim it was 79 so tim gets to join the leaderboard oh, so i think second highest score Yes, you did pick second highest score, <laughs> but you were both very wrong, so it didn't matter. Um, so, yeah, just to cap it off, Tim, bottom with a point, but he's, you know, he's, he's a rookie. Alfonso with two, Mike with two and a half. Ben and Gary tied for second spot now on three, yeah. and myself on nine and a half points. So, we should pick another game, guys, shouldn't we? Because... Uh, July is coming around the corner, but before that happens, something else is coming out this week that well, we just have to have, considering all the talk we've had about it for like two years now. Crash Bandicoot. Insane oh. trilogy. It has to be, doesn't it? It, it? it would never have been anything else, let's be honest. Uh-huh, I don't know, Fantasy 14. Yeah, but, you know, who wants that? Let's be honest. <laughs> People who go to my podcast, Phoenix Down Radio. Oh, good. <laughs> you can do it there. <laughs> oh, we'll go around. Uh, I could be nice to you, but at the same time, it's Crash Bandicoot week. No, trust me, I'll let you have Crash. I just wanted to bring it up because I haven't it's said it blurred. in a few minutes. Well, you'll be able to talk about it in a minute. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, Tally, you'll get the time. You'll get the Yay. time, I promise you. You can talk about Final Fantasy fourteen this week. Yes! <laughs> anyway, let's just move along then. Yes, so uh, Crash Bandicoot is back and remastered, as we mentioned earlier. And that's great, apparently. Um, and it's Activision. That's <laughs> doubly great. Uh, right, so, Gary, what do you nope. think Crash Bandicoot Insane Collection will get? 80. 80? 
my god that'd be better than when it came out uh. <laughs> <laughs> for you <laughs> um i am going to go with 76 ben oh gary stole my score so i'm gonna generate again um, 94 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just stuck with it <laughs> so to recap I said 76 Gary says 80 Ben says 94 <laughs> someone's right someone's wrong <laughs> we shall see <laughs> well it said 80 uh, but I, I didn't want to go the same as Gary because I like games yeah 80 good score what are you talking about <laughs> yours is going to be 80 <laughs> no, the random generator was going to be 80. No, Ben, you don't like games because you gave freaking I Am Bread as one of your favorite games of the year. It's, uh, one, of on games. it's one of the favorite PS4 games ever. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss I Am Bread. I've got to download it again. Uh, just, just to clarify, Crash Bandicoot 3 got like 91 back in the day. Back when every game got 10 out of 10, so that makes it terrible. Yeah. That 479 was... people voted for it and gave it 9 out of 10. I, I'm, what is wrong with people? Really, I love... Uh, the only issue with Crash Bandicoot 3 was the jetpack levels. No, the bike levels, sorry. That was horrible. Everything What's else was last... amazing. What was the last game they had out? Uh... Crash Team Ra- No, Crash was Bash? It... Was it, oh, it was a Game Boy Advance game. No, that doesn't count. Da, 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 da. Crash, Bash. Too... Crash Bash, was it? I'm, I'm not just guessing. You might be right. Because I Crash don't Bash think the... Crash uh... was on PlayStation. That was 2000. That was rubbish, apparently. So It was. So, yeah. Crash, we'll see you next week and find out what happened. Um... So yeah, games. We're going to talk about games, games, games that we've been playing, which we haven't been able to do for a couple of weeks because E3 has taken over everything and we don't care about that anymore. So, Ben, would you like to start off? Uh, yes, yeah, sure. I've been playing a game called Warframe. <laughs> 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 I've been playing Fantasy XIV Stormblood. Stormblood. Um, I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil anything because... A lot of people got stuck on Rawbon Extreme and Pippin Extreme during the early access period. Basically, yeah, because it was getting DDoSed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was being DDoSed. Um, and for some reason, Square Enix decided to put instances right at the start of the new expansion. So when everyone tries to rush up to click it, it just crashed the servers as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's basically an instance. It moves you from the main server onto like a, semi, a, a separate server. Yeah. And then it goes the fight goes off then and you get transferred back to the main server afterwards. But because okay. the instance is right at the start of the expansion, thousands upon thousands of people try to click. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> On every server. So I think we've all seen things like that happen before. It's yeah. never nice. <laughs> Well, they decided at one point that the only way to stop the server crashing is to make a cult and make a line. To <laughs> stand in the line to wait until you click it. Wasn't that like, um, that happening like the division? Yeah. Where everyone was like queuing at the same place, yeah. like being orderly and shit. Yeah. I love it when you, that sort of thing happens. It was funny actually, I was in the line for about two hours. 
<laughs> and one of the fates spawned right next to me. I'm like, I want to do it because I want the XP, but I don't want to leave the line. So I stood there throwing my shield Captain America style, hoping I get enough experience points from doing it. Nice. I'm like, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. <laughs> Love it. But once you've been the poor, uh, once <laughs> I, I, I'm not having that affect my review score just because it was early access problems and it's the game wasn't sure. officially launched yet, so I can't and really. You, I think we're we're now in the age where we know that it, things like that can be a problem regardless, yeah. no matter how much you prepare. It's like. <clears throat> But so, now yeah. that it's over, it's the servers are running a lot better. There's not many issues. The only thing that seems to be causing issues is they brought back Ixion from Fantasy X. Okay. And for some reason, he has the power to disconnect people. <laughs> Any time he charges his attack, everyone disconnects. That's mad. <laughs> That's what you get for bringing in a Final Fantasy X character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every time he charges, everyone around... You don't get kicked off the server, you just get a little, you know, lax symbol. And then he charges the attack, sets it off, and then everyone lags back into the game. That's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... It reminds me of that weird glitch with Pez where people seem to exploit, where if you're winning, like, you know, buy more than three goals, and people mm. are just, like, somehow make you disconnect. And it's like, and your internet go down. And it's like, how? And then, of course, you get given, you lose by default, for you know. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, oh. yeah. Just the internet is a strange and wonderful beast. But until the, I don't know if it's a glitch or what's causing it. It's, it's, I think it could be because it's a special fate and nobody has the items from it yet because you get a mount. Yeah. So the amount no, of people possible. rushing to do it. Yeah, it's possible. But until I can find out what causes that, I and um, so yeah, it's been really good. The new areas are massive, probably a little bit too big considering movement speed. But if you continue with the main story quest, you do unlock faster travel, so okay. and you can unlock flying, and you've got swimming now, and you can dive underwater. Hell, I'm gonna piss off a lot of people, but diving is actually gonna be one of the things that removes a point for me in my score just oh. because it feels unneeded right now, yeah. Unless you're a gathering class, there is nothing you can do underwater except for unlock one specific thing later on. Everything else is just kind of visual. There's mm. there's no puzzles, there's no nothing like that. They already confirmed there'll be no battles underwater. So, unless you're a fisherman or a gatherer. I mean, fisherman's amazing because you, you can actually get a spear and go underwater <laughs> and do spear fishing. Fair enough, then. But for, if you're not a crafter or a gatherer, then... The, it definitely feels like a feature that doesn't really be, yeah, you know, doesn't really need to be needed. No. But at the same time, I can see them adding stuff in the future to make because I know they're adding Blitzball. Oh, interesting. So I know there'll be stuff they'll be using it, but I can't go. Oh yeah, in my review. Oh yeah, they'll be doing this yeah. in the future sometime, maybe in next twenty-four months. <laughs> no, I mean sometimes you want to be like that with yeah. games when you know when you get the feeling of it, but it's like yeah, yeah. it's you, you have to kind of judge it on here and now. You can't. I mean, yeah. so yeah, I, yeah. Sadly, but uh, um, um, just um, I saw Kyle talking about it on Twitter because he's obviously playing it as well. Yeah. He's saying it's one of his favorite Final Fantasy storylines. Oh, it is! Like, it is amazing. I, that's why I don't want to talk too much about story because it's all 
basically you're trying to liberate uh, Al- Alamigo, but then you find okay. out that you're not strong enough to do it because of how overpowered the main villain is. By the way, the main villain is one of my top five favorite villains of all time. Ooh. He is just wow. amazing. He is just evil. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I know that sounds stupid. Yeah, oh, he doesn't have a major plot. He doesn't. Ha- he is just evil for being evil. And I like, yeah. You know, sometimes I like that. Yeah, that's nice. I think sometimes to have it as simple as that. He literally tortures the cities just because he wants them to get strong enough to try and rebel back to make it fun to hunt them. Huh. Because yeah. he is evil. He he wants a good sport. That's literally all he do, he wants is a good sport. Fair enough. He's not Explain. doing it for his country. He's not doing it for his people. He's just doing it because he wants a fun sport. <laughs> so yeah, it's a cool way of doing it. I think yeah, enemy wise. Um, but once you realise, so you end up going to the far east to Doma, and then you end up helping those out first, and then you spend a while in Doma, and then once you've done your specific things in Doma, you go back to Alamigo, and you help out there. And it ends with a, an amazing battle in, in you know, a, well, I don't want to say, but trust me, the final battle is insanely epic. Splendid. Um, Sounds like you've had a right riot on oh, that. Uh, yeah, the story was amazing. Hell, I wish yeah. we could replay. That's the one thing I, still, I hope they bring back. Well, bring one day. Is you can't, you, there's certain things that are called instances where, you, you, like I said before, you fight certain things. Yeah. But you can't replay instances at all. Oh, so once okay. you've beaten them once, you can't go back and you know have a bit of fun. I wish yeah, you could do that in the fair. future because there's certain fights in this, uh, especially in Heaven's Ward, where you had to basically they wanted to try out test out the Ishgardian arm. This isn't spoilers; it's the last expansion. They wanted to. But test if you don't want to hear about it, and you haven't heard it, yeah, you need to beat that expansion minutes. anyway. So, yeah, so two minutes away, just yeah, yeah Ben will quickly mention it. Basically, the Ishgardian army wanted to test out their, their army, so they had the three major companies fight against them, and you fought with them. So you had to fight the three different factions with the army, and then after you beat, after you've won that, the Robin from the Flames, who's like one of the big generals, just basically one v ones you in a pit of fire. Mm. It's like, no, I want to do this again. This was so much fun. <laughs> nope, I've been it once, never again. Alas, <laughs> yeah, it is done. <laughs> cool, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think, a, an 8.5 or a 9 out of 10 for me. <clears throat> Best expansion, yes, it is. Splendid, good to hear. There is a few so, jobs it, that did get hit hard, but I don't really play them, so I can't really say if that's if they're not going to be fixed in the future or not. So. But for you, you felt it was yeah. Okay. As paladin, I feel overpowered. <laughs> I healed myself cool. for more than the healer does. <laughs> the healer, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll heal you. It's like ten k. I healed myself for fifteen thousand. I'm like, I'm a healer now. I'm a healer did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, does that keep, yeah. So that keep you from playing in the house this week? I'd imagine. Yes, it has. <laughs> Well, I've got to get this to the review, so I have to oh, try yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I spent like the best part of two weeks with that with doing um, Morrowind for Elder Scrolls Online. It's just like yeah. I wanted to do it quicker, but it's just like yeah, so like, I feel like there's I'm more on, like, to it. I'm on like 700 words right now, I think. So wow, 
And I feel yeah, like I've touched much. Yeah, even without like talking much about the Morrowind expansion, yeah. it, it felt like that. Like, oh, okay, I'm I'm still writing a lot of words and not really getting anywhere. But uh, it's the problem with big games like that. You just you end up with that problem. Um, yeah. So if you like cool. Final Fantasy fourteen, you'll love Stormblood. If you didn't like Final Fantasy fourteen, you might like Stormblood anyway, just because of the story. Fair enough. Cool. Gary, what about you? What have you been up to? Me, I've been playing Mass Effect Andromeda mostly. Oh. Um, actually, re- I'm really enjoying it. I think it's actually a pretty good game. Um, I don't think, outside of the the facial animations, I don't think it deserved all the flack it got. Um, no. And I do believe that it got it simply because of that one problem was the facial animations. Um, yeah. But I'm enjoying it. I like the combat. I think um, they did a really good job at, at some of the abilities you can get now, especially if you're uh, uh, biotic, which I am. I think it's pretty cool. You get a lot of like Star Wars powers with the Force push <laughs> and all that, which is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it, it's not like the best Mass Effect by any means, but it's, it's definitely fun. Um I, I'm not a fan of the the open areas because there's they're so boring. There's really nothing to do there. It, it pretty much has that, um, I guess, a Far Cry feel to it, where there's this big open area and then you find an outpost and it has enemies in it and you clear it out and you move on, um, which kind of sucks. But yeah, I mean, that, that, to me, that's not very Mass Effecty. Like... No, it's not. Like, like they tried to do what they did with Dragon Age, but the difference is um, with Dragon Age, there was inviting in the life to the world, whereas here you're pretty much going to lifeless planets trying to create life. Um, yeah, and you're, you know, in that case, you know, with Dragon Age, you you are in a realm, you know, you're in a place that is all together, mm-hmm. you know, where you can take parts of it. Uh, like when you're traveling planet to planet, that that system doesn't really work the same way. Yeah, absolutely not. But you know, it's like I said, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm actually pretty addicted to it at this point. I think I'm almost done. I'm about forty nine percent complete with the game. I think that's everything there is to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm almost done with the story mode. Um, the story itself is okay. Um, I don't like the new alien villain race they have here. I think they're actually kind of boring and very predictable. Um, but the side quests are great. Uh, I like some of the, your teammates this time. Um, not as good as the past teammates, but these ones, some of them are pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm not a fan of the crafting system. I feel like I can buy better weapons than I can craft. So I haven't really cared too much to do that. But but yeah, that that's pretty much all I've been playing. Oh, oh and Shanti have Ginny Hero. I'm playing that as well. Yeah, fair enough. Fantastic little platformer, 2D platformer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember you mentioned that game before. You were quite hyped for it when it was coming out. Yeah, and I never got a chance to play it when it came out. And then I decided to buy it on my Switch, and it's perfect on the Switch as a handheld game. Ah, yes. Like, yes. absolutely perfect with the screen and everything, yeah. I, I still have it on my that. PS4. I bought the hard copy on my PS4. And I didn't know there was going to be a hard copy, but it was like a special one that Xseed created. It comes to soundtrack CD. That's cool. Yeah. 
and I never opened it. And now I don't need to because I'll just wait on my switch. <laughs> <laughs> but we cool. about Limited. I can't wait for um, Undertale. Oh yeah, that's a, that'd be fun to play actually. It's yeah. like it's one of those things that makes me regret not having a Vita just a little bit because it's like that would have been perfect for it. But yeah, still play up beautiful. Am anyway. I down to review it by the way, or is someone else down? Curses. I curses. 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 <laughs> I don't know. It, you'd probably be fighting me. Let's put it that way. So I am <laughs> the greedy, greedy, greedy man. Let's uh. Let's do this. Let's be unprofessional. Let's let's live streaming this now. Whoa, yeah, I am. The only one down for it at the minute. So yeah. Okay. On air, I, I'm saying right now, Bennett's name has been added. Yeah. So, <laughs> to what? To Undertale. Yay. I've got a PC and I've really enjoyed it, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, shut up now. That's okay. <laughs> I just wanted to give Undertale some love because it deserves it every every day. It does I mean, I mean, it, it could be a game of the year contender for consoles because you know it's not been on consoles yet. So, and, and you know, it did very well last year. I played a fair bit of it, but not finished it. Still, you see, but generally because I don't play PC as much. But uh, yeah, I like it. It's it's got some great writing, great humor to it. It's, it's a fun little game, I have to say. I would like to be able to finish it. Oh, right. <clears throat> right, my list as usual is going to always be bigger because, yeah, that's <laughs> I came off the back of playing, um, as I said, the Elder Scrolls Online's Morrowind thing, which I touched upon last week. It's uh, Morrowind, but it's not Morrowind like people would want it to a degree, So because it's the very modern definition of Elder Scrolls. So it's swing and a miss in some regards, but a uh, great place to explore. And then beyond that, uh, new games. Uh, next Machina, I mentioned before we started, by the people who made Resigan and Alienation and Dead Nation. And after Alienation, I wasn't sure about the company in terms of going forward. It's like, uh, maybe maybe Resigan was their high point like that because uh, Alienation was like more of Dead Nation with Aliens and a bit of Resigan's you know, sparkly, sparkly. But by God, Next Machina is like going back to... You know, arcade machines in the nineties, and just getting obliterated by waves of enemies, and shoveling money into it. And soundtrack is amazing, and just, it is just pulse pounding, frenetic action, and it's just pure, pure stuff. It's uh, made in collaboration with a guy who, funny enough, uh, created Smash TV and Defender. So, and you can see that influence on there. It's like you know, the house market have always said that. Uh, yeah, that was that was their influence points. Games like that for making modern sort of versions of it, and yeah, this this has that vibe of that and Robotron as well. It's those games have definitely felt here, and just the design of it is just amazing. It's like you finish a stage very quickly, pretty much most of the time, and then jump to the next stage, and it's just like they all sort of exist within this sort of like shape if you will and you like move to a another side of a cube or whatever and it's like ah it's it's hard to describe quite how good it is it is just it has to be seen to be believed it's it's probably the only downside is that it's only local co-op i mean that's great but there's no online co-op 
there are leaderboards and stuff like that and you, know, you can take on like variations of levels like with like faster enemies which is just like insane it's by god it's just taken me by surprise completely uh, i know one of those reviews where i wasn't i wasn't the one to be reviewing it originally just circumstance hey well and yeah loved it better than resident definitely and you know that that's saying something because that's a really really good shooter for that of its type and yeah easily the best thing house market done and I, i'm actually more excited now to see what happens with battlefall when that comes out so yeah big plus there um on the slightly lower side friday the 13th finally got a copy of friday the 13th um after we missed out on one at the uh, launch which is probably a good thing by the sounds of it but uh it's still it's still got problems either way it's very janky it's very messy still takes a little while to get into games and you have weird disconnects happen for no reason and but my god honestly when you get into a game it's really good fun generally speaking it's like people online i've had generally quite friendly people for a game that's about serial killer murdering teenagers it's got quite a friendly community it's like it's surprising i think having the team aspect of it you'd think people would just be screaming at each other to do things this way do things that way and people know it's just like people getting along laughing when people die you know without being mean just like oh how did you die like this sort of thing and it's cool people who enjoy it are definitely embracing that that you know campy horror that uh, friday the 13th has and to me that's its biggest selling point uh, I, it's a game i'd love to, if everyone i knew had it it'd be a great game to play with everyone, you know all your friends just having a laugh just cursing each other out doing stuff like that. it's just it's a laugh it's a good fun laugh it's just not a finished product that's the problem i think the, the game is not very good at explaining how to do things it just expects you to just go which is fine when games do it sometimes but you know we don't live in the age of games that come with manuals and stuff like that so you know what button does what what button does this oh i miss manuals so much so so much i mean what are you supposed to read while you're in the poop manuals <laughs> are the best the internet, <laughs> That's the, the internet yeah but you know yeah i remember when you were a kid and you bought a video game and you wait until you get home and you really want to know what it's about and you just like open the box and read the manual while you're waiting to go home yeah, yeah, very true. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. it. I want my manuals back. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, make manuals great again. Make manuals great again. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yes, so anyway, I'm sort of enjoying Friday the 13th as a fan of Friday the 13th. As a game, yeah, it's it's got its moments. It works when it works, but not to the full degree. I guess not one of those that you, you'll come back to it in a year and it'll either be dead and buried or it'll be vastly improved. I'm I'm hoping it's that. It's uh with Dead by Daylight, I think it's just come out. Is it just come out? I don't know. On PlayStation and yeah, uh, that's a, a real con- sort of rival for it, no doubt about that. Hopefully, um they can both coexist and we get two good ones but in, down the line. But hey, who knows? Who knows? Um, gosh, I had a quick peek there of next week's uh, 
game listings. There's, there's a lot of stuff coming out next week. <laughs> um, right. Other than that, well, I, I got right back into XCOM 2 after the uh, expansion was announced at uh, E3. And yeah, I've taken the Alien Hunters DLC off because basically what Alien Hunters does is one of three random bosses, you know, they, they will just suddenly show in certain missions. And it always, it nearly always seems to be in one of the harder ones when you've just figured out a perfect strategy for going around, sneaking up on the enemy and setting everyone up for an ambush. And then you'll move one tile too far and you'll find out here's the boss flanked by two of its flunkies now. And the bosses get a turn every time one of your characters takes an action. Whereas normally it's like your characters take their actions, then the enemies take their actions. So yeah, you have to be doubly careful and things go wrong. They can knock your enemy players out and yeah. I, so I got bored of that and I, I deleted everything, put it back on because you have to, you can't delete the DLC individually. So you have to delete everything and then just not install the DLC. So I, I took that one off and played it like almost vanilla XCOM 2 because I, I really I've only managed to play that once vanilla before I did which was on the the PC and yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it a bit more now without the stress of you know, having them come in I mean God knows what was the expansion whether having a nemesis system style you know, big boss enemies that just come in and hold grudges and sabotage you and that that's going to be insane I'm going, to, I'm going to have headaches from that but i'll love it all the same it, it's just the slaughter that happens when your team's doing really well and just one bad mission just ending everything for your best team is never fun but yes by god wonderful game titanfall 2 also wonderful still as ever been playing that pez still playing that rocket league still playing that i restarted rogue legacy because my son wanted to play it and i ended up playing a bit of course because it's tough and that's still bloody good and i tried to start both torment tides of numera which yeah, i played a little bit of it seems cool it's the old style planescape sort of semi-sequel if you will and not far enough really to make much of an impression beyond that and because I've been watching the end of the last season of Game of Thrones and then playing, um, reading the books, I thought, I thought well, you know, JP Jones, our esteemed colleague, goes on about Mountain Blade Warband all the time, like that, about how good it is at doing that sort of thing, about role-playing you know, rags-to-riches stories and treachery and deceit in the medieval style. And yeah, I played a bit of it last night. It was good good fun it's it's such a scrappy scrappy game and you know, it's but it's got character and i like the idea that you can just get ambushed on the road and surrender or just try and fight off 14 men and when you've got no one with you and you could just go and loot villages forever until people start getting annoyed at you and it's, yeah it's it's cool i like what it's doing it just you just wish you could see that done with a bigger budget and a better engine but uh hey ho hey ho i i'm not gonna list the rest of the games i play because it's the problem i end up dipping in and out of a lot of stuff but uh they, they were my main my mainstays oh dear that's that's a lot of talking i had to do right um not much else to mention i was, I was just gonna say i just thought week, about something about fantasy that i want to say oh go on say it 
Right, there's something... Basically, you can craft stuff, which is the crafting seal, as you can guess. And then you've got something called desynth, which allows you to break down items into other components. So if you get something from a drop and you don't want it, you can desynthesize it to make it, you know, whatever the components were. Mm. But, of course, you need to get your skill up to do higher-level stuff if you, you know... Sure, yeah, that makes sense. For some reason, fish turn into sand. Every okay. fish in the entire game turns into sand. <laughs> I, w- I was hoping by now they would give it... S- I know some fish can be swimsuits or some fish can be a couple of things, but 90% of all fish becomes fine sand. Sure, why not? I just wish with the expansion they would have given the, them something other than fine sand. Even <laughs> if it's something like, you got some fish bones... Or something. <laughs> Lucky you. Uh, anyway, back yeah. to desynthesizing these fish. I need my questions. <laughs> I've only got 64 sand. I might need more. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, next week is busy but for games, isn't it? So there's a few VR games. Um, Arizona Sunshine's among them. Oh, I can't uh, wait for that little rat free VR game that I forgot the name of, but it has that cute little thing in it. Oh, um, well, Moss. That's it, Moss. Yeah, I was mean about that when it was uh, on the night, but I don't know why. I just, I just sort of thought, okay, yeah. So I think it's just because the VR section had just gone on so long. I was like, yeah, I'm not interested at the minute. I thought the VR section went on pretty decently, to be honest. Considering it was only about ten minutes, I, it just felt I think longer. I think it's for me because you know, I don't have PSVR, so it's like it's a section of games where I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, like not interested. Um, oh yeah, and you've got the Spider-Man Homecoming next week as well, the VR experience that's coming for free. Really? So. Oh yeah. my god. I'm going to be sick over that. I mean, that looks amazing! Yeah, what have we got next week? Um, apart from the Steep Extreme Pack <laughs> episode. I'll, I'll be back. You've got, you got like Elite Dangerous, Valkyria Revolution, Crash Bandicoot, Micro Machines. It's, uh... Oh, Micro Machines will be fun actually. Yeah, so yeah, it's not a bad week next week. It's uh, considering I think July is going to be a bit quieter, but uh, or is it? Am I lying to myself? Mm, I thought Destiny Destiny Two's got its open beta, but not much. Yeah, there's some stuff, I suppose. There's like Fortnite and Pyre and yeah, Shadow Tactics. Is Shadow Tactics good or is it a retail thing? I don't know. Shadow Tactics, I think, is the end of the month, isn't it? End of July, yeah. Can't wait! It's like Commandos. Remember Commandos? Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's like that with samurais and ninjas. Yeah, I was. I think we were discussing this earlier in the, the week. Actually, just saying about how the summer is just packed for games, and they're like August now. The, now that release dates keep getting leaked out and stuff, like I think the middle of August is nuts. I think it goes. What you've got? Hellblade on the eighth, Lawbreakers on the eighth, and the Mega Man Collection. And Agents of Mayhem, City Skyline, Matterfall, Sonic Mania. Sonic Uncharted. Mania, yay. Yeah. It's the one without the creepiness. <laughs> and you've got Uncharted Lost Legacy, then mm. you've got um, Absolver, and Everybody's Golf, Pillars of Eternity, XCOM 2's expansion. Is that coming to like... consoles or not? The XCOM one? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Unless... Yeah, that's why I'm especially happy because of that. I thought for some reason I was expecting it to be PC only, that's why I didn't look into it. No, no, day and date. Like I said, nice. it's, ah. this stuff. 
new factions, new soldiers, new enemies, and just big. It'll be big. Um, Yakuza Kiwami is out as well, and Life is Strange uh, Before the Storm. Yay! Yeah. Look at that. That's mad. That's just a mad, mad month. August is the new September. <laughs> yeah, it just feels odd. There's only a couple of months before we're into that sort of usual September, December run, and yeah, where we got our Call of Duties, our Battlefronts, yeah, our Ass Creed. I mean, personally, I would argue that August has a better run up lineup than uh, September at this rate because. September, you know, I think it is like NAC 2, Destiny 2. Oh, fuck. Nothing can beat that, NAC 2. <laughs> I mean, Pez is out, so that's fine for me. And there's this, the uh, Dishonored standalone thing. But then, like Marvel versus, then it's all the sports games other than that, and Marvel vs. Capcom. Project Cast 2 isn't Crew 2, so yeah. Yeah, it's, September looks a bit weak compared to August at the minute, which is fine by me. I mean, that's, that's great. Gets them out of the way earlier. And make some some of those games you don't get to play cheaper by Christmas. So that's cool. Right. Shall we do the shout-outs? I want to give one shout-out first, which is, of course, to the man who is not here, as as is uh, normal these weeks. Um, Mike Harridance, is, he has been at PSU for 10 years this year. Uh, this very week, in fact, I should say. So congratulations, Michael. You, you made it. You're still here. You've done a decade of service. We salute you, sir. Have to deal with us every day. <laughs> he's on holiday at the minute, so he's uh, taking a nice, well-earned rest. Cool. Um, what about you guys? Ben, do your shouts. Well, that means I've been there for about five, six years then. Oh, wow. Wow. I think I've been there three? Just under three. Anyway, like a lot I want to shout out to Phoenix Down Radio, a shout out to Klaus Nightbringer, a shout out to Evolved Mail, aka your girlfriend's favourite streamer, aka your wife's favourite streamer. You can check <laughs> him out on twitch.tv slash uh, Evolved Mail, where I almost made him pass out last week. <laughs> um, How was that? Basically, he, he has his own currency, you know, that you earn by watching the streams or donating. Oh, right, okay. And then you can use that currency to make him take a shot. Oh. Um, dear <laughs> I can see yeah. why that went wrong <laughs> <laughs> I I have a 1,300 saved up over the time I've watched him and wow. he was do, he's doing a little mini game basically yeah. when he gets while he's waiting for cues on Farmancy he guesses where the states are in America because he's, he's Canadian Yeah. Um, and if he gets it wrong he has to take a shot oh dear so yeah, we made him have about twelve shots in a row. <laughs> sake. So yeah, that was fun. Cool. Any shoutouts? Is that everything? Uh, that'd be everything today. Fantastic, Gary. Fair do. <laughs> and Gary, what about you? Uh, just the same ones to the listeners. As always, fans. I hope you're still around, enjoying the podcast. We miss you. Mm-hmm. Very true. Back soon. Uh, yeah, to Mike, of course, 10 years. It's a long time. Good for you, man. And um, Tim, who wasn't able to join us today. Because of his, his power, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. Nah, that's, that's pretty much it. 
Yeah, cool. Can't fault that. Um, this was uh, episode 173. So we will be back next week for 174 as math follows uh, this sort of path. Um, yeah, beyond that, there's not much else to say. We, there's not much happening this week. We'll probably be talking about Crash Bandicoot next week if it all goes well. Sure. Will either be the best thing or the worst thing ever, <laughs> depending on what happens. But, uh, I know there's there's definitely people at PSU that are worried about me reviewing it. So <laughs> but, uh, we will uh, see if that comes to fruition. Um, if. 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 <laughs> yeah, like I said, if. I, if I if I am to be denied it, it seems it will be by Activision themselves rather than me. Not that I've probably helped my cause by slagging them off for an entire podcast, but hey. <laughs> if you didn't do silly things, I wouldn't have to mention the silly things. <laughs> okay. Um, ben, as you're the only person here who won uh, a predictions in the last couple of weeks, you get to sign out the show. So... I'll say goodbye. Ben, take it away. Um, I, I didn't expect to ever win one of these, let alone <laughs> twice. So um, Three times, I think. <laughs> um, um, see you. If I don't see you for the week, I'll see you for the window. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> ben going full stalker here. <laughs> see you, everyone.